0: If you feel it, you know it. D-Rock Production. Sports Talk with D-Rock. What's up, people? It's your boy, D-Raw, and I'm coming with another episode of STWD. You already know how this go. Uh, First, I got to get into some NFL talk. I got to talk Texans, and I got to talk Cowboys. Uh, Today is the preseason game, and you know, there's been a lot of talk about Dak Prescott injury. uh, As we've been talking about the last couple episodes, he had the shoulder injury, uh, where it's, it's a strain in his shoulder that he's been de- dealing with and has been lingering. Then he also had the ankle injury from last season, so I'm pretty sure he's he's having some effects from that as well. So with all that being said, we got to look at both directions of where, what, das, uh, what Dak Prescott will be dealing with this upcoming season, and is he even going to play this preseason because uh, Mike McCarthy has already said that Dak probably won't even play play this preseason. So, with him not playing, that kind of limits Dak Prescott's ability to get warmed up and ready for the season. And I think it also puts him uh, at a at a, a stance that he might even get hurt, you know, um, starting the season because his his muscles and things like that won't be ready for that contact. But um, hey. I'm looking at the Cowboys, and man, they got some good picks. You know, uh, just looking at um, what they have already picked up in this previous draft that just happened with um dude from uh, LSU. Cox, the linebacker. Um, he, he looks to have a lot of upside. And then the Texans coming off of their preseason game, the Texans actually look pretty good as well. So i like to see what... You know, what both teams will bring out there. Will Dak play? Um, Will Bradley Roby show up today? Laramie Tunsil coming off the COVID-19 reserve list. And now he's actually been able to get some reps as well. Um, You know, there's one interesting thing about the Texans I didn't mention last episode. Uh, They actually partnered with the Caesars Entertainment Business. And I was wondering like how would that work, you know, because now the Texans will be advertising Caesars, which is like the Caesars casino hotel that's in Las Vegas and things like that. And it's also also interesting that they didn't uh partner with Golden Nugget, which is Tillman Fertita's business, you know, him being from Houston and him already having a drop and all those things on the Houston area, et cetera, et cetera, in Vegas and like Charles and all those things so that is pretty interesting to me um I'm wondering is this casino uh plans going to kick off for Texas is the casino business going to be able to come to Texas and if so man that would be a big thing for the Texans you know um that's something pretty surprising so um looking at the the Texans and Cowboys preseason game uh a few players that I'm are inter- I am interested in seeing that uh, should show up today is Mills. I'm, I'm really looking for Davis Mills to go out there and prove himself once again that you know he's worth that third round pick. Um, and I'm looking for Nico Collins to show up and and see you know that he's worth the third round pick as well. Those two players, I'm I'm really looking to uh, make impressive um, plays tonight in this game um also just to you know get to know the playbook well for davis mills and nico collins they they should both be out there trying to you know prove that they belong and nico nico should be showing that he is the future of the texans receiving core but also you got to look at the cowboys like i said will Dak play uh what what will amari cooper bring out there Um. you know, will he prove that he's still a top receiver in the game? This second week of the preseason, it really shows who's starter caliber and who's bench caliber because there's only three preseason games now and everybody has to basically prove, you know, that they're top end talent or show that they're lacking on talent. And this is the week. And This is the week that the Texans is going to show out. So I feel bad for the Cowboys. I think they already kind of proven, you know, who belongs and who doesn't belong on the Cowboys roster. But for the Texans, they have a lot of one-year deals and two-year deals and and vets and uh, some young young guys, especially that running back group. I'm looking forward to the running backs uh, for the Texans because we really didn't get to see all of those veterans play last week. But this week they have to show up because – there's some more cuts that has to happen. And I think right now we're at about, what, 80 players, so there's definitely going to be some more cuts happening. I mean, Brandon Dunn has got cut, which was pretty surprising. Uh, He has some decent stats for the the Texans in the last, what, two or three seasons. So, you know, him getting cut, that means that the Texans are pretty happy with the defensive tackles that they already have. And uh, just seeing some of the players that have been cut by uh, David Kelly's staff has been pretty impressive. And I think that also goes by them shedding a lot of um, players that wasn't really productive on the Texan squad. And I think Nick Casario and David Culley's staff have done a a good job of um, basically picking the players that they feel that are needed, have proven themselves, and not continuously giving players a chance to uh, try to prove that they're worthy or they're good enough to be on the team. They don't have time for that, and the Texans have proved that by cutting players and moving forward and allowing competition to continue. So, like I said, hey, I think the the, uh, Texans will win today's preseason game um, because they are out there to prove more than the Cowboys as far as, you know, getting the the playbook together on both sides of the ball, and I'm also looking for the the Texans to – to make some more turnovers on the defensive side as well as uh getting the defense better by limiting big plays which they had against um which they had against the packers in the first preseason game which they looked pretty good in the preseason game i i I really believe that tyrod would get a little bit more pt today so we got to see him throw more than four or five passes um we gotta see what he's gonna look like in that Texans offense. We gotta see what Davis Mills is gonna look like in that offense. But I can definitely tell you that Jeff Driscoll is not the answer. He just have not looked good. Um he is third string caliber um kind of talent, and uh, that's about as best he's gonna get. And it's funny because a couple seasons ago, I think for Denver, Jeff Driscoll was actually they was looking at him like he might be the future, you know, as lo- as well as uh Trevor Simeon. So With all that being said, that will be an interesting matchup. And um, since we're talking NFL, I also want to get into my picks of who will win each division. And I will explain, you know, why I pick each team and who I think will come out. So, first off, I'm going to go ahead and start in the NFC East. I'm picking Washington, the football team, because... If you looked at the Washington football team and you looked at their defensive lineup, man, it is crazy. I mean, the Washington football team basically has Chase Young on the edge. They got Jonathan Allen in the middle, De Ryan Payne, Matt Ioannidis. I hope I'm saying that right. Then Danny still got Montez Sweat. You got good speed and strength on the edges man it is crazy ridiculous and then just some stout big boys in the middle and and they not just no slow big boys they some real athletic athletic big boys so you gotta look out for that and now now in the linebacker core i'm kind of questioning you guys some questioning marks uh and and J- Jamin davis and john bostic i think i think he's decent but i'm not afraid of him Cole Holcomb, he's young and uh I think he will improve this season. You got Kendall Fuller on the outside at corner and you got William Jackson the third. Man, I didn't even know he uh went to Washington and, and left the Bengals. So that's that's pretty good, man. They got some good defense. And they got Landon Collins up, up top. And you know he's gonna knock some some heads off and he's gonna make some fumbles. So you looking at that defensive lineup, you better watch out for Washington. Um they're going to be dangerous in the NFC East. Unfortunately, I can't pick the Cowboys because Dak, Dak has all these lingering injuries. Uh, so Dak probably won't even be 100% this season, as what I heard. And Adam Schefter even said the same thing, that he's going to be dealing with this injury in his shoulder all season long. I, I hate to hear that, but um, I'm looking for some positivity out of the Cowboys. But I think it's going to be a close uh, second for the Cowboys. Uh, Running up against Washington. The Giants, I will say they will be last this season. Uh, Daniel Jones haven't looked too good. And I just don't think he'll ever be the actual future risked quarterback that they have thought he would be, not even an Eli Manning at this point. And the Eagles, uh, I think the Eagles will be decent, but probably about 500. You know, uh, Hurts is is cool, but I, I just don't see the Eagles making a push for the playoffs this season. And then, so, I'm going to transition to the NFC West. And in the NFC West, I'm actually picking the Rams uh, with them getting Matthew Stafford with that running back core, them receivers, them DBs. Man, the Rams defense and, and just uh that D-line period, how could you forget? You know, uh, they're going to be pretty dangerous. The Rams, I, I really see them winning a lot of games this year. Uh, in the NFC West, I think the Cardinals will be a close second. And... I just don't see Seattle make. I don't see Seattle making that move this year uh, with the the offensive line. I'm really questioning that. Their running backs, uh, yeah, just not this year for Russell Wilson. So the Rams, I definitely see them, man. Uh, Matt Stafford finally getting somewhere where he has some real support. You know, besides Calvin Johnson, is is, is going to be pretty amazing. And going to the NFC North. You know it has to be the Packers because with all that they've been going through with Aaron Rodgers, I just don't see another team uh even possible to make a move to even surpass them. The Vikings, uh Sam Sam Bradford or whoever no, not Sam Bradford, uh, uh what's the what's that loser down there? I I see I forgot his name, man. And um it's pretty sad but with Kirk Cousins down there in Minnesota I just don't see the the Vikings being a possible playoff team uh not this year I think last year was that year but Kirk is Kirk is just an average quarterback and you, know, you got to understand that you know he, honestly he's not much better than the quarterback they had in Sam Bradford Honestly, I actually see Kellen Munn possibly making a debut mid-season if Kirk Cousins don't get it together. And, hey, you know, Kirk Cousins is actually 33 years old now. Can you believe that? Like, it just seemed like yesterday, him and RG3 and Andrew Luck and them was just getting drafted, man. Time go by so fast. So... I got the Packers in the NFC North. Chicago should probably win about seven or eight games because Justin Fields will eventually start. I hope they don't just throw him out there to the Sharks. Uh, you know, Andy Dalton has been very, very confident in his ability to start for the Bears this year. So I, I think that will happen. And hey, speaking of the Bears, they're actually playing the Bills and Your boy Trubisky is making a turnaround in his career. I think maybe it's been coaching all along for Trubisky. And the way he's been shining this preseason for the Bills, he would definitely have another starting job. Um, Honestly, if I'm the Texans at this point, I'd probably trade for him. You know, especially if Tyrod go out there and look bad tonight, it'll be nice to get somebody young like Trubisky. in there and learn the playbook you know at least until they figure out what they want to do with this quarterback position uh maybe just go ahead and trade dw four, but i'll speak on that a little later um in the nfc south i got tampa of course like there's no way you don't pick brady and in tampa there's no chance at all that you could even um pick Carolina, you, you you damn sure can't pick the, the Falcons because Matt Ryan Matty Ice is he, he just old. Um that that offense is still kind of young in the receiving core, but um the the Falcons future has dwindled. Their defense is still garbage. And really all they got is Matty Ice. And once he retired they they're in rebuild mode. And honestly they should be in rebuild mode right now and just go ahead and trade him you know that's another quarterback that should be boosting for um a trade but hell he owes so it it really doesn't matter at this point for him so definitely I'm taking I'm taking Tampa like I said uh Carolina will be good this year if Sam Sam Darnold go out there and uh learn the playbook sit back in the pocket relax he got a million targets man he got Curtis Samuel he got um got uh Robbie Anderson he got uh he got another receiver and he still got McCaffrey McCaffrey so there's a lot of potential with that offense and their defense from my memory isn't that bad so I look for the Panthers to make some uh, strides this season Brian Burns he will have a good season um The Panthers should be pretty decent. They might actually sneak into the playoffs, honestly, as that 17. So I can see the Panthers making some strides this year. So now let's go ahead and switch over to the AFC South. In the AFC South, of course, you got to take the Titans. I love my Texans, but we're just not there yet. Now, I do say that we can make the playoffs, uh, possibly, You know, uh, depending on our quarterback situation with DW4. But if he's not playing, we're not going to make it. But I did see us winning about eight games. The Titans should get into the playoffs, uh, continue with the dominance of Derrick Henry and Ryan Tannehill. Uh, the Titans are an easy win for this division because – I just don't see the Colts making the right moves this year, uh, improving enough, even with their new quarterback in position and his health in Carson Wentz. I just don't see the Colts being able to compete and beat the Titans. And the Jaguars will be last in the division. They're a clear last. I uh, I think Trevor Lawrence will have a... Decent season, but this season will also prove that he's not all the hype um, at all for the quarterback position for the Jaguars. Moving on to the AFC North, I gotta take the Ravens. uh, But it will be very, very, very close with Cleveland. And honestly, Cleveland might take that division, but I think the Ravens will be over the top this year. Lamar Jackson coming into another season out there, ready to prove himself, go out there and be MVP and get paid. Um, but you also know, um, my boy Baker Mayfield will be out there, uh, trying to get that contract as well. So, looking at Cleveland, they will be pretty, pretty good this year. They got a lot of weapons as well on their defense with Clowney and all those new additions, and, and their offense being healthy with Cream Hunt and. And Nick Chubb, man, that's that's a dangerous team. And if they don't get it done this year, you got to look at the head coach of the Browns. Um, they would definitely have to make another change because they just got too many weapons. Uh, you know, just Odell Beckham, Jarvis Landry, the tight ends. Man, it is crazy. How can the Browns not be a Super Bowl contender this year? So, but all that being said, I'm going to still take the Ravens just because I think Lamar Jackson is just going to make the difference this year. And I think he's just going to uh, edge out the Browns just a little bit. So, in the AFC West, of course, it's going to be the Chiefs. Um, I don't even think none of the teams will be close, but I do see Denver being competitive, and they're being a competitive second Um They might be in a run-up for a playoff position, but they might not make it. I think I still see them winning about 10 games, though. But the Chiefs are are clear at first. I mean, 13, 14 games this season, period. Um, There's there's nothing out there in the AFC West that can even compete against that. The Chargers should be good this year, but not good enough. I think... um, Them going into a second season with Justin Herbert. You know, they always had that sophomore slump. And I think he will slump this year. And I probably see them winning anywhere from six to eight games, honestly. In an AFC East, you got to go Bills. There's no way possible, possible that the Dolphins will take that division and i know for sure the patriots won't take it um now talking about the patriots i do see cam uh starting out the season with a lot of pressure on his back after watching mac jones and by the way mac jones has changed his actual in-game jersey number to number 10 instead of his practice jersey being number 50 um they they've been having a huge dispute over who's better and who You know, who's going to start and stuff like that. Now, Mac Jones did look good. He did look good for, what, two quarters or three quarters or whatever it was. But people have to remember that Cam got his 100 yards and threw his TD in one quarter. Um, Mac Jones, he took like two, three quarters to do what Cam did. So, with that being said, if I'm going off production, I'm taking Cam. And you got to start Cam anyways because he gets a second year in the Patriots offense with Bill Belichick and things like that. So with that being said, Cam is a clear first. He's a clear starter in that division. Um and don't honestly, you just can't count out the Patriots. Don't be surprised if they take second place in that division and the Dolphins take a third and the Bills win that put, that you know division. And the Jets, that's not even talking about the Jets. Uh, The Jets will be back in the top of the draft this year, Um, period. Zach Wilson, I hope he'd be decent for the Jets, but I don't see them even possibly making that uh, that jump. Not this year. I think the Jets are actually a couple years out because, yeah, they got their, their quarterback position down. But who's their running back? Is it like Tevin Coleman or something like that? I don't even know who their running back is. Their receivers, questionable outside of uh what, Jameson Crowder or whatever. Um you gotta question the Jets. The Jets is not gonna be good. Good luck to Robert Sala. Um, but they're they're not the team this year, honestly. So um I wanna talk about. The Rockets. The Rockets have got their new schedule. And unfortunately, the Toyota Center will not see any TNT action this year. And they will not see any prime time action this year. And that, for me, is a huge disappointment. When you talk about a NBA team that's in Houston and is the fourth largest city fourth largest market in the country how is it possible that we have no prime time if i remember when the lakers was trash a couple seasons ago they had some prime time games hill i think they even played on christmas and there was nobody to see but what brandon ingram or something or lonzo ball so i'm trying to figure out like what is the nba doing with the scheduling man this is really ridiculous but there are some notable games. Um, December 8th, we, we face James Harden. He will finally visit Houston, so we will be there to boo him. Um, December 10th, right after that, you face Milwaukee. So that, those are two tough games for the Rockets. And then New Year's Eve, we get to face PJ Tucker, Kyle Lowry, and the Miami Heat as they come to town. So those are some good home games. And Latter in the latter part of December as well, and March ninth we get to face the Lakers, so we get to see LeBron and Russell Westbrook and uh, all the other grandpas roll in in their wheelchairs. So that will be some interesting uh, games. And you know, there's always a feud about Steph Curry and the Warriors making their appearance in Houston. So I, I look forward to seeing what Jalen Green does to Steph Curry and. Also, you got to talk about Josh Christopher because, remember, he had those Twitter slugs where he was talking about Curry, and uh, he don't like Curry, you know, at that point of the time where he was taking LeBron over Curry and stuff. So I definitely got to see that, man. That's going to be a good matchup. And then for February 2nd, it's going to be a heated battle against Evan Mobley and Jalen Green as we take on the Cleveland Cavs at the toyota center so i probably would definitely be at that game man that's gonna be interesting i want to see what both teams will be looking like uh at that point of the season um as both players will have some uh abilities under them you know to know the playbook get the team going run fast and both teams are young so hey february 2nd you better have your eyes on that TV and be ready to be glued. And ain't nothing better than seeing the Atlanta Hawks and uh, the Rockets take each other on for the last game of the season because my team will be ready to enter them playoffs. So, uh, a lot of people will say that I was crazy that I think the Rockets could even possibly make the playoffs. But looking at last year, and the play-in teams are uh, – 1 through 10 and this are these are the standings from last season of the Western Conference from 1 through 10. You got the Jazz, the Suns, the Nuggets, the Clippers, the Mavs, the Blazers, Lakers, Grizzlies, Warriors, and Spurs. I think the Rockets will be a 7 or an 8 seed. The Lakers were 7 seed last year, but they definitely won't be 7 seed again. They will be anywhere from one to four. The Suns is going to take a step back because I don't think Chris Paul is going to be as healthy this year. Um, the Nuggets will be good, so I say they'll be one or one or two. Um, Jazz will be up there again because they just keep getting more chemistry. I think the Jazz will take a, a step forward, especially with my boy out there, you know, Spider Mitchell. Um, Mavs should be decent this year. But they might take a step back if they don't uh, make a a decent trade. Blazers, questionable. They might miss the playoffs this year. I definitely will say that. Grizzlies might miss the playoffs. So, if the Blazers and Grizzlies may miss the playoffs, and then you got the Warriors and Spurs that was in the play-in, I see a place for the Rockets. The Warriors should be in the playoffs this year with um, Clay Thompson coming back. Hopefully, he comes back 100%. percent i like to see them out there uh, because no one's talking about the Warriors, and they still got the Splash Brothers. Plus, they got uh, all the other players that they have gained over the the years in in the draft. So, look out for the Warriors to be back in contention and possibly trying to make a run at another uh, ring. But don't count out my Rockets, man. I'm telling you. We got Jalen Green. We got John Wall, who probably might be traded by then. Eric Gordon, I think he might stay in mentor, and he's still a good player. Um, Josh Christopher, Sagoon, Woods, man, Tate. It's I can keep going. KJ Martin, we got a lot of potential, man. I think the Rockets will be in the playoffs at seven or eight. And if not, the, if they're not seven or eight, they will be in the play. And I think they can get a game, man. They can get in the playoffs. Do not overlook the Rockets this year. I'm trying to tell y'all people, man. Look out for my Rockets. And also, keep checking on my Astros because, man, my Astros right now, I think they got Astros have 72 wins. And right now, we're whooping up on Seattle. So, that's a team we don't have to worry about. Astros up 6-0, you know. And um, they making a big bounce back right now. So, we up 72 the 50, you know, um, with the A's two games behind us. So, Astros looking good going into the postseason. I think we got, what, a month and a half left of baseball, maybe two months, and I'm getting excited. We just got to get that bullpen together. Uh, and, hey, if you in Sugar Land, check out your boy Bregman because he's been rehabbing for the Skeeters, so – Hopefully we'll get him back soon, and the astros will be hundred and ten percent ready to go for them playoffs man uh with that being said, I'm gonna go ahead and close out this episode. This is episode ten that's ten episodes in the game, man, and like I said, hey, follow me on instagram at s t w d live follow me on facebook at s t w d live man, and just stay tuned because things just keep getting better for Me over here at STWD. I'm sorry I haven't been posting as often, but you know, it's not a whole lot of stuff going on in a sports world right now. So I got to just drop it to one episode, man. But I'm bringing the best news to y'all all all the time. And hey, like I said, if you got any questions, concerns, or you want to get on this podcast, because I need a co host, um, get at me at 281 909 4727. And hey, I'm sorry if you can hear my little co-host in the back, my little son, man. He's been going through it. But, hey, keep supporting us. I love my fans that's supporting us in Houston and California and Europe and wherever else you are. I see y'all. I know y'all, man, checking me out and listening. I appreciate y'all. Yo.